the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. And I'm here with Steve Ebert and Ace Wise Supart. We were in the middle of a question, and the question was, what happens that one of our listeners uh, te- emailed us? What happens if your lease is up during the coronavirus pandemic? And Steve was in the midst of answering that. So, Yeah, so, there's, so now there's two parts to this question. There was their own residential lease, but then they also brought in that they had their own business and their commercial lease. So let me address both points. So number one on the residential side, depending upon how long they've been a tenant, but let's say they've been there for at least two years, um, in addition to the end term, the landlord has to give 90 days notice if they've been there over two years. If you're there over year 60, if you're there under year 30 days notice, beyond the expiration date. So number one, if you can't come to terms, you still have this extra notice period that you can take advantage of. Now, so if, if if you can't come to terms, you, what do you have? In the, you have up to six months? No, you have up to 90 days. If, Not it's either months. 30, 60, or 90 days, depending upon how long you've been a tenant there, that okay. you have beyond the end of the lease that you're entitled to have if the landlord didn't give you notice of the end of the lease. So that, that's point number one. So you probably have a little bit more time than maybe you think. The second point also I want to put out there is that the courts are not open right now. Um, so the landlord really wouldn't be able to bring an action against you as well, even if they gave you the proper notice. Um, I would have a conversation with the landlord because I'm sure they're not looking to really disrupt the apple cart right now um, and, and see what's going on. So definitely have that dialogue. You shouldn't have to sign a two-year lease if you don't feel comfortable doing that. And, and but can that really you do a month-to-month? Month? That was their go, question. Go month-to-month, month, have a dialogue with them, say, look, or let's maybe do a shorter lease, three months, something like that, and let's see what happens with the business, and then we can talk further. So that's how I would approach it. And to that's, be honest... If I was a landlord, well, if I had a tenant right. who was uncertain about their business, I'd want to make sure that they have their legs behind them, too, before getting into a longer-term Right, term you waste. don't want to sign and then have to evict them. Then there was a question that somebody couldn't stay on the line for, and I thought that was about brokerage fees. Yes, Dottie. Um, let me, let me, uh, the, the caller, his name was John, he wanted to know if brokers, brokers could charge renters a, a fee. So... 
Depending upon how the market is going economically, sometimes you have landlord paid, sometimes you have tenant paid broker's commission. So we're um, right now more in a period where I would say the landlords are paying generally, but not 100%. But as long as there's an understanding and it's properly coordinated with the client, then yes, it is perfectly legal for a tenant to pay the brokerage commission. It does not have to be exclusively the landlord. So that's perfectly legal. The thing is you need to really make sure you establish the relationship with the client and they understand. um, And what typically the right way to handle this is to have your your client, the tenant, if, if you're an agent, to sign an agreement in advance to say, look, the agent is due whichever amount of commission, and if the landlord doesn't pay it, the tenant agrees that they'd be responsible. And you have that conversation up front, um, and so that way you can set expectations the right way. Thank you. That's very valuable. So that's very good information to know. And this one was for you, Ace. It said, um, I, I'm, I'm struggling, and I heard that homeowners can delay mortgage payments up to one year. Um, I, you know, I've lost, I'm struggling financially as a result of the coronavirus outbreak, and I've heard that I can postpone paying mortgage payments up to 12 months. Is this true? Well, yes, it's it's what we've been talking about, Dottie, the uh, the 90-day forbearance. Um, so you can first apply for the first three months, and if needed, you can actually extend it out for a whole year. Now, it probably will be transitioned over to a loan modification, um, but folks do have that ability to call their bank and just, you know, really showcase hardship and inquire about the 90-day forbearance and they will be able to um, go ahead and forbear their mortgage. But I would, I would, and I've been saying this for weeks, Dad, I think we've all been saying it, I would, I would heed caution as it will affect your ability to get a mortgage down the line. But if you're in dire needs and constraints, then it's an option for you to definitely utilize, for sure. Okay. So who would they just call their bank? They would just call their bank, um, who they have the mortgage with. And um, I believe it's a 1-800 number. Every bank has a, if you go to their website, they'll have a COVID-19 section. You just click on that and there should be a number or email that you can contact a representative with. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Ace. Um, No problem. uh, This one is, Dear Daddy, I sublet legally in a condo. I know that the condo rules say that 70% of the floors have to be covered in carpet. I am positive the people upstairs from me have no carpets at all. It sounds like they're walking around in Dutch wooden shoes. Um, How do I go about this problem? I only sublet, but sometimes they think there's a hockey game going on up there. Sure. So, so Dottie, the way to do that is you got to first remember who your legal relationship is with. So the first thing that the, the tenant should do is they should contact their landlord, the unit owner. Um, typically in the lease, you're going to have a provision that says as long as the tenant is in compliance with the rules and pays their rent to the landlord, they, the landlord is required to give them, quote, quiet enjoyment of the property. And so then what would happen is then they go to the landlord, the condo unit owner, who would then be the one to go to the building. 
and say, look, we have, I have a relationship here with the building because I'm an owner. We're being disturbed. They probably would ask the tenant to document what's going on. Can you list time and date and how much noise and keep good records of it so that we can say, look, it's not a random one time. It's a consistent pattern. Right. Um, and then what would happen is the building should go in because what happens is, again, the unit owner has a relationship with the building. And then it's ultimately the condo association that has the responsibility to make sure the apartment, whether it's a unit owner or a tenant living there, follows the rule. And, and a lot of times buildings will then do an inspection um, to make sure that they have that floor coverage. And a lot of house rules do have some sort of rule where you have to cover a certain percentage, 70 or even 80 percent of the flooring to prevent noise and disturbance to the people below. So that's the right way to do it. I know it sounds a little clunky, but that's how all the legal relationships work. Well, thank you. Thank you. And quickly, because I have Paul Brennan on the line, who is going to talk about the Hamptons. He was born and raised here. But before I do that, just one quick question that came to me. And um, it's generally not really real estate related, but that's fine. Um, It says, I've been hearing so many different things. I am very confused. Is my virus on my clothes, my shoes, my hair, my, my newspapers? I'm fearful about tracking the virus into my home. So I did the best I could to do as much research as I could because I know I'm experiencing the same thing as we all are. And should I change my clothes and shower? And basically, I mean, this is, again, what I'm reading, so I'm not a health expert. But if you are social distancing and just making trips to the grocery or pharmacy, it's not necessary to change clothes, but always, always, always wash hands. Um, Studies have shown that some of the viral particles could float um, into the air for about 30 minutes, but unlikely to drop on your clothes. Now, it doesn't mean it couldn't happen, but unlikely. So it depends on how, you know, you know, that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been going crazy. It's like, changing clothes and whatever but it's up to you but they basically say that as long the washing your hands i think is the most important thing um can the virus remain on 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 fabric and the new england journal medical medical uh, medicine said that ideal conditions virus can, can survive under ideal conditions up to three days on metal supplies and plastic up to 24 hours and I think cardboard was like a day. So basically they say that if you get packages and they're not like uh, frozen or something you have to refrigerate right away, you're best off like putting them someplace away from everything and letting them sit for 24 hours. Uh, should I be concerned about newspapers and mail and packages and all of those things? And basically, again, the biggest rule is wash, wash, wash your hands. What about your shoes? Now, I had heard that about shoes. So I take my shoes off, and then I was doing what they, I just read, thanks to this listener that asked me the question. Then I would come in, I'd leave my shoes on the side, I'd take a Lysol wipe, and I would clean the soles of my shoes. And basically, they said, if you ever thought about what's really on your shoes, (laughs) you would know that they're always going to be full of particles best take them off um they don't remember you know they don't say to take lysol and you know wipe them down just leave them out for 24 hours somewhere where you're not putting them on and don't walk through the house with them 
So because if there's something on your shoes, whether it's a virus or it could be just, you know, some dog stuff, just, you know, just take them off, leave them there and, and wait 24 hours before you put them back on again. Uh, and with that, I have uh, my dear friend and the man who taught me everything I have to know about the Hamptons, uh, Paul Brennan. You're too kind, Daddy. You're too kind. Good I'm morning. not too kind. I mean, listen. I mean, Paul and I go back from when I just started out in the Hamptons, and uh, he was a, a big, big, he still is a huge name in the Hamptons, and I was boycotted, as I told you in the beginning of the show, by these brokers who said, listen, you're not in the Maidstone, and you're not going to be in business in six months. And someone told me that, you know, he might be available. And I was nervous to call him, but I did. And um, we've been... We've been married worked ever together since. and built the Hamptons, God knows, together. And there's no one that I would go to but Paul for anything that I have to know about, like, subdivisions. And this. I mean, you've been living, you were born here, no? Your born father was there, a farmer, yeah, born, wasn't he? Born raised. Yeah. yeah, so if you ask most people in Hamptons, you know, they were born someplace else. Um, they might live here full time now. But this man has watched it all from when it was all farms. Still, still got so, dirt under my fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, uh, you know, th- th- there's a whole, you know, there's stories everywhere. Brick Underground wrote a story. New York Exodus, Jolts, Hamptons, Markets, uh, to life months in advance. So in other words, the rental season usually starts Memorial Day. And obviously it started early this year because a lot of people are out here. And um, another story, Wealthy Americans with... After the virus subsides, wealthy Americans, uh, they're going to go out to the Hamptons, and it's poised to take off, and experts predict market will go crazy. What, you know, you've been out here forever. I won't mention Let's your hope age. it's all true. He's still good. What? But what, what do you say? It's all true. It's all true. So tell us what you're saying. Well, it's, I will say it's a phenomenon which I have not ever experienced in the 40 years that I've been in real estate. I've had busy, busy rental summers, certainly. But um, the, it was uh, almost uh, more of a panic type of rental situation this, this uh, spring, uh, whereby everybody all of a sudden said, well, we got to get out of the city. So what was uh, when I look across my field uh, that I look over and usually see black, all of a sudden, it's like the summer just popped up in April. Bang, just came, uh, and everybody's lights are on. And so it's been very, very difficult to, well, it's like the summer. It's like August in um, in, in April. And um, it's been very, very busy, very um, uh, intense, I would say, is a good word for it, because everybody's now walking around with masks, and there's six feet separation, and Everybody sort of looks at, looks at you with a sort of a out of the corner of their eye and saying, "Don't get too close." Uh, so it's far from sort of the convivial, uh, fun-loving summertime, but it is. Um, but it is busy. I will say that. Well, yes, and uh, I guess you could say the rental season kicked off much earlier. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like I said, I see so many people from the city here, but everyone's pretty much listening to the rules. I mean, you know, you do see people, you know, 
uh, walking and stuff of that nature, riding bicycles. But I think for most part, I mean, there's always some exceptions, but for most part, people are wearing masks. And now, yes. how is this going to affect? Because, I, I, you know, on the I, I see all these agents scrambling. Do you have a rental? Do you know anyone who's renting? Uh, how do how do you see that we're not even in the rental season? This is early. The interesting so, thing is, Dottie, what I think, what I find interesting was in the past few years, the rental season has sort of waned. Uh, uh, I, I don't know it was, it was because of the new new way that people rent, uh, or they're using different different agencies or a different way to do it. But the rentals overall, with uh, the, the uh, normal rentals that we've been used to over the years, was waning considerably, and I think also because of the uh, habits of people. Uh, changed. They were going overseas. They weren't coming to the Hamptons on a, uh, for a full season. They'd rent their house for a couple of weeks, or they'd rent their house for a month, and right. then they'd be off somewhere else. Um, this year, however, everybody's staying put, obviously, because you can't travel. So their houses have become their refuge, their, their safe place, and um, I don't think they're taking off going anywhere. So that puts a huge. Uh, that, so those. So the people who own the houses are in the houses. So that puts a huge um, uh, demand on. Well, find me another house because there are a lot of people who don't own houses who have always rented out here or come out for a part of the summer. Now all of a sudden want to bring themselves, their children, their dog, and their lifestyle out here, livestock and barrel. And they're saying, you know, find me a house. And so that's what's happened. It's just bludgeoned, and everything is just, you know, uh, exploded. So it's, uh, well, I find Paul, it very, very... I know you were here after 9-11, okay? And so was I. And I, I remember getting calls and saying, Daddy, like, I want to find a house, you know, because, again, you know, the city, people were nervous about staying in the city at the time. And the people bought, and some of their husbands commuted on the weekends. Um, but this I is much also, more... how do you, how do you, how do you, let me, let me ask it this way. How do you okay. see the different, the similarities and the differences between what happened after 9-11? Because there was a surge, and by the way, this is not only a surge in the Hamptons. This is a surge to upstate New York. This is a surge to... Uh, parts of Connecticut. Uh, do you see this as a temporary thing where people will just get rentals until the city clears up? Do you see people looking to buy? I mean, what? What? Well, I think, again, I don't think have a what's going to translate. What do you think? I I think what it's going to translate. Uh, first of all, in, in reference to 9/11, it, it it's similar but not the same. Right. Um, obviously, there was an attack in 9-11, and people were frightened by that attack and frightened of another attack. But that was something that was visible and could be understood by, you know, cognitively. This, this uh, virus, no one can see, and it affects everybody everywhere. It doesn't, there's not something, uh, an outside force coming in. There's something spread all through the city that uh, scares people to death. And so uh, that's why I think the surge out here or the migration out here has been that, that much uh, uh, better, bigger. Um, will it translate into sales or a change in lifestyle? That's a question I think will, that will come with the, um, 
I think we have a break, Paul. If you could hold on, and we'll finish uh, talking about that uh, as soon as we're done with the break. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Let me tell you about the Atlantis Yacht. If you're looking to wow your corporate guests, clients, or employees, plan an unforgettable event aboard the Atlantis. Beautiful skyline views, a gourmet food and bar menu, first-class entertainment. What's not to love? Your guests are going to be so impressed. I'm telling you from personal experience, it's a top-notch experience. The Atlantis is the yacht we take out every single year for our big client cruise event. Go ahead and start planning your standout event today whether it's a corporate event wedding engagement party retirement party an anniversary celebration impress your guests with a first class experience aboard the atlantis why wait call new york cruises to schedule a private viewing of the atlantis 212-633-1231 212-633-1231 mention am 970 the answer for a free menu upgrade 212-633-1231 or visit newyorkcruises.com Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I have a tough, tough shift. I work from 1030 to 7 in the morning, and then I run a business also. Sometimes I don't even get a lot of sleep. So I really needed this pill, and I kept hearing about it for a very, very long time, and I was kind of a skeptic at the beginning, but I said, you know what, let me give it a try. Best decision I made to give it a try. The pills are doing me wonders. They are doing me wonders. I feel great. My energy levels are off the chart. I don't feel the aches and pains that I felt before. I feel great on them. They're doing wonders for my body, and I'd like to relate that message. For me, it's been going very, very well. I feel a lot of benefits from it. I haven't been getting sick as much. I'm very pleased with the product, and I feel just generally in better health. I've been listening and listening and listening on the radio, and it's been fantastic, and I absolutely love the products. It's given me a lot more energy. I feel a whole lot different. I can actually taste food a lot differently now, so it affected the way I was tasting my food. That was the very first thing that I noticed, but I absolutely love the product, so I just I want to continue it. The energy level is very good. I haven't had any colds. I don't feel sick. Overall, I'm doing very well and I'm very happy. My wife takes it as well. The two of us both feel more energy and we feel very happy that we haven't gotten sick and uh, we're, we're doing fine. Given the circumstances of the whole rest of the world, feeling fine is a, a gift at this point. So I'm very happy about that. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code THEANSWER. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're on the line with Paul Brennan, who um, actually I would have to say he's not only a close friend, we've become such close friends over the years, but he has tactically helped me build the Hamptons. I was out here, I don't know, 17, 18, 19 years ago. 21, Daddy. The Hamptons. Yeah, I mean, 
So, but let me ask you now, when our listeners and when anyone hears the Hamptons, they right away think of, I know there was a big $2 million sale, uh, rental and they, let's say, think of the $20 million homes and such, because those are what people like to hear about. But if somebody wants to rent something in the Hamptons or even buy something, give us a, give us a price range. I mean, because it's, you know, not all of the Hamptons is, you know, that when I first started, I would say to people, when you look at how many sales, I mean, the Hamptons isn't so big. Um, there's a lot of houses that, you know, are not mansions and that are just regular people. Well, give me a, a, a range if, if people are looking, you know, I, I mean, now it might be a little bit You can buy between 750 and a million dollars that I think are perfectly acceptable and nice. And, you know, so some some out in the outskirts of Sag Harbor, certainly North Sea, certainly uh, the Springs. Um, there, there are lots of, uh, uh, if you're talking about the, Hamptons and the, what we consider the, the the heart of the Hamptons, which would be Southampton, Bridgehampton, and East Hampton, you're looking a million plus. Um, between one and two million would be sort of your entry level, but uh, you you know you can go to Springs and all and and North Sea and and get in under so uh, seven six fifty seven hundred to up to a million. Right. So I, I, you know, I, I just want to say it's not, you know, you don't hear about that as much, but there are moderately priced. And I just want to say this. I mean, not when I bought in the Hamptons, I think my accountant told me at best, because it was my dream to have a house in the Hamptons since I was a little kid, because I had a friend that had a house and I used to come out here as a kid. And I said, one day I'm going to have a house in the Hamptons. And my accountant said, you can spend, and this is going back almost 20 years, you can spend 400000 and that's it. And I fell in love with a home that uh, was significantly more. <laughs> Happens to be the best investment I ever did. And at that time, Ace, as you know, years ago, they had stated income. You could just make up anything that you made. And I had loads out. And I called up a loan officer. I knew a bank guy. And I said, listen, I, I want to buy this house and." It's, it's more money than I really can afford, but I figured out, uh, like, if worst comes to worst, I'll rent it. And you can't really count on that now, but then you could. And uh, I said, I need to get a mortgage, but I really don't think I qualify. He said, don't worry about it. You know, it'll be yours. And I did buy a home, which turned out to be a great investment, not that I'm ever selling it because I'm not. Uh, but there is a big price range. And for those people, and I, and I don't say this is for everyone. If you have cash on the side and you're not you're not watching this, you know, because you can have there's opportunities in the stock market if you really follow it. Um, but it's also risky. Um, there are places that you can really buy modest homes. And if you, you know, and the one thing that I loved about the Hamptons is I didn't have to think about getting plane tickets and planning the vacation. OK, I could drive. OK. And, you know, again, we tell you not to count on rental income because you, you don't if you, if you know, if you don't rent it, you don't want to be able that you lose your home. But there are opportunities there. And it's not only the 20 million dollar houses. There are houses for 700,000, 600,000. Um, and there are rentals that if you need a place to hang your hat and you don't uh, want to spend the fortune, I mean, you should call up Paul Brennan and, you know, if you 
Go to DottieHerman.com. I'm going to have links to everybody's site so that you can just go directly to them. Um, we're working on that now. Um, and we'll be glad to give you any of the information you need. The one thing I find out, though, Paul, is that usually in the summer, the Hamptons, you know, gets ready for that. And they hire a lot of people, I know, and to, to come and do the restaurants and, and to really... Uh, it's going to be a very interesting. And I, I can't even get a prescription filled. I mean, I call up yeah. one of the drugstores and they say they don't even, it's like a week, they don't answer the phones. Oh, it's, so it's, I think it's, they're it's, overloaded it's, with people because they weren't really ready for this season exactly. until May, right? So we're. It's very, it's it, the, the convenience aspect of of having not a lot of people here is, is out the window. So it takes longer to do anything. The one thing we were talking about uh, before, though, which is interesting. I don't know, you know, usually humans have, always have pretty good built-in forgetters. But in this instance, I think that people are going to, certainly for the summer, people are here. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the fall. I think the your question about whether they'll stay or not or return to the city is one word, and that's vaccine. I think if they, you get a vaccine, I think people will feel more comfortable and go back to the city. But until then, I'm not quite sure that they're ready to uh, risk uh, having their kids in the city uh, without, um, uh, you know, being protected. Right. And that's all an if. And, you know, just from what I'm hearing, we're, you know, we're working on things, but we're a bit away from it. And they figure that so many people probably had it already. So, but in any event, just to get the information you know, and then there's the North Fork, and there's the parts of uh, Connecticut are really building up. So at least temporarily, as far as rentals, if you're going to try to rent something, you need to get on that because uh, we're scurrying. Because as Paul said, people that normally yeah. rented their houses out um, and went to Europe, and people lived on that income. You know, they um, are not traveling, so a lot more people are staying in their homes, and therefore you're going to have a short, you know, a tight rental market. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. So, but keep us posted, Paul. Thank you so much. And we have finally a lovely day. Daddy, thank you. I have a, can I ask Ace a quick question? Sure. Ace? Ace? Ace, Paul. What's Good. going on, sir? How are you? The, um, the delay in mortgage payments, it was interesting. I called my bank. This is just on a personal note. They told me, yes, I can do that. But uh, at the end of three months, I'll owe the, I'll owe the full amount anyway. So well, I said, you know, well, what that, good does that, that do me? Because uh, I might as well pay it on a monthly right? basis then if, if, I, if I have at yeah. the end have a balloon of three months, uh, have three months of payments due. Is that correct. sort of correct. the – and is that is that correct or am I saying it doesn't make a lot of sense? No, that is correct, Paul. I mean, that's communication that we've received from the GSEs. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're hoping that they – they maybe tailor that or tweak it just a little bit so that it's more of a deferment where maybe they can add it on to the end of the term, which would probably help a lot more consumers, right, Paul? But exactly. as, of, as of right now, you know, the forbearance is just pretty much deferring the payment three months down the line, and then on the fourth month, you're paying the whole balloon. Um, and that's why I always try to encourage folks, if you don't really need it, it's probably not as beneficial, right? So, yeah. you know, you're, I'm you're hoping right on, that right they on. kind of relook at that because truthfully, Correct, right? I think it's so. the right thing to for you know to let you go for three months. But if you yes. have to pay it on the fourth month, people's businesses aren't going to really come back that quick. 
you know, yeah. to the, to, so it would be much better if they said, okay, we're not forgiving it. Uh, you'll exactly. still have to pay it, but they could spread it out a little bit more. So yeah. whatever influence you, know, we're, you have, Ace. Yeah. It's a fluid process, Dottie, you know, and we're, we're getting communication um, every single week and there's updates. So hopefully, you know, you know, someone's someone that created that forbearance, uh, you know, and, and it's the FHFA, which is really, you know, head, spearheading the GSEs right now with Fannie and Freddie. So, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll they'll talk about it, discuss it and they'll, they'll, they'll do some provisions to the forbearance for sure. So we'll see. Thanks. But uh, Paul, you're and, a legend out there. Um, you know, we're, we're glad to have you, and always a wealth of knowledge in the Hamptons, Paul. You know, so. Thanks, for sure. For sure. All right. See you guys Stay later. Stay safe. Thanks for having me. Bye. Okay. Bye, Paul. Thanks for being here. Um, we have uh, Sherry Spree on the line, our our uh, psychiatrist, and uh, I have to say that. When she got into med school in the United States of America at a time when you couldn't get into med school um, in the U.S., I knew so many people had to leave the U.S. and do it outside. Um, it's a tribute to her, and thanks for being here, Sherry. Uh, sure, before buddy. we take some of the thoughts that we talked about over the week, just want to finish up with Steve because we started with a question and we never finished it. Uh, you have a whole site on the COVID, on the virus, on your website, and you deal with that. Could you tell us a little about that? Sure, thanks. We we have basically an integrated team, uh, real estate on my side, uh, privacy, employment law, uh, bankruptcy, corporate litigation. Um, one of our partners um, has tremendous insurance um, background, and unfortunately, also some matrimonial because you know people are in a tight space for a while. Um, issues come up. So we have basically an integrated team. So whether you have a personal issue or a corporate issue, we can help. And it's really coming up a lot. And if I can just mention two very quick things. Uh, Number one, we've seen a lot of clients have come to us, have gotten solicitations to join into class action suits for business interruption claims. A lot of these firms are not from New York. New York has some very specific rules, so I urge them to be in touch um, because um, I'm seeing some things already coming out, and I see some firms trying to take advantage, I think, of a situation. Maybe, Steve, we could talk about that next week a little, about business interruptions, what that is. That, that would be great. And then the other point I want to mention, in New York City City Council right now, it's not a law, but they have two um, matters pending, one that deals with uh, discrimination against people who either are COVID-19 positive or helped people in their household. And then the other thing for small businesses, they are looking to give protection to owners who maybe have a personal guarantee if they're having a problem paying their lease. So there's a bunch of things coming can up. We, can we do that next week? Sure. Because that was a question from one of our, our listeners about Absolutely. the discrimination of COVID. But um, we have only a few minutes, 15 minutes left, so I want to take Sherry and see what's going on. And what kind of questions she's getting. We'll be right back. Ever wonder what the real story is behind a headline-making legal case? Or the reasons for a judge's decision? Well, every weekend on our station, Champions of Justice with Tom Girardi features revealing interviews with those who make the laws and those who protect your rights through the rule of law. Tom asks the questions, and you get to hear the revealing answers. 
So join us Sunday mornings at 10 for Champions of Justice here on AM 970, The Answer. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, we always have been and always will be committed to our local communities because we're here to help others. So in this time of need, your local Ace remains open. And since we're in your neighborhood, we can deliver almost anything you need. So shop in store or online for the home or yard products you're looking for and choose from top brands like Steel, Ego, Toro, and Scott's. Then you can pick up in-store, curbside, or we'll deliver your order right to your door. Help is just around the block. See acehardware.com for details. Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. SurroundNewYork.com, connecting you with new customers. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate, and I'm thrilled to have um, Dr. Sherry Sprint. And she is um, a renowned psychiatrist in New York City and also a wonderful friend. I must have to say that to you. She, I thank you. She checks in on me all the time to make sure I'm okay because I've been out here for a while alone. Um, Sherry? Yeah, what, hi, buddy. What How are you, you? Thank you. Well, what are you, what are you, what are your, what are you hearing? Um, you sent me some sites yesterday. Unfortunately, they were for doctors, so I couldn't get on them. I didn't know the password. Oh. But what are you, what are you hearing and what, what, what things are you seeing? Now you're privileged to seeing a lot of things that just doctors see, but what are you seeing with people that are talking to you? What is their fears or their anxieties? And what are you seeing? Are you seeing anything in, on the home front with medicine that, that could be exciting or could be getting oh, any closer to a actually very good news. They really, they're working now, which I thought was great, on an in-home test, 
where it would be sent by FedEx to patients at risk and to patients with mild symptoms to their home with a doctor's prescription, and it's a nasal test with directions on what to do, and then the, then the patient would send that back by FedEx to get results. They're also working really hard on an antibody test with the hope that that would show some immunity and with on contact testing. And the hopes is that if they can get the testing, you know, up to a, a, a place where there's some reliability, that people will feel a lot more comfortable to reopen the economy. And that's and the key. Know, I mean, I think we said at the beginning of the show. Reopened. Yeah, that's the key. And um, so that test that they, I think they're pretty close to coming up with where you can uh-huh. apply, but you need a doctor's consent and you'll be able to test and see if you have it. Now, the one question I want to ask you, so assuming that you get that test and you test negative, you don't have the virus. Um, what well, then possibility did you get it two that days means later? That you don't I have mean, immunity and, how... and you're at risk to getting the virus. So if you didn't have it, the one thing you're going to know is that you are at risk to get it. Right. However, but, if you did have it. The only way to know that, that you didn't have it is that you would need to test for antibodies. So that... Although there is a small subset of patients that are actually testing positive after having the virus, you know, four weeks prior, the majority of patients that have tested positive after about three weeks test negative. You know, I was reading that those guys on the ship... You did not get the virus or you did have the virus and you now are immune and not contagious. Okay, because I was reading that those guys on the ship, that a lot of them had it but had no symptoms. Correct, but they still may test positive. So they don't have that yet, so don't rush to try to do it because you can't right. yet. But they're, they're, they seem to be fairly close. It's not a cure, okay, but it would give you some peace of mind to know, okay, I didn't have it. And I can do the, um, I can maybe donate, you know, or I did have it and chances are I won't get it again. At least they think that. I'm not sure if that's totally true or not, but they think that. And that I could also donate my antibodies to help maybe save somebody's life. Right. Yeah. So how close do you think they are? Do you think they're like a year well, away? Well, I mean, months? it was in this week's webinar with the Department of Health that they're working really hard about getting that into the public, you know, very soon. We're waiting for the next email of when it will be available. Oh, that would be amazing. You have yeah. to let us know so we can be the first ones to try to Absolutely. get our doctors to give us prescriptions. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and while I have you here... Like, again, you know, we talked about stress and things of that nature. What are you finding or what are you recommending people do um, to, well, you to know, conquer their fears? Or, because, it, it, you know what, there's, the when there's so much uncertainty, that's kind of what it is. It's like a lot of uncertainties. So what do you tell people? 
Well, number one is don't watch the news 24-7 to limit the amount of exposure that you have to the news because it really increases patients' anxiety. I tell patients to have a structure, and now with the advent of so much online virtually, they're... You know, uh, the theater companies have been actually showing shows online for a small ticket price. The 92nd Street Y is having programs with some of their, um, uh, the people that they would normally have face-to-face giving lectures virtually for a small fee. Um, There's a lot out there that people can actually partake in virtually. And the entire psychiatric community, for the most part, is working virtually for anyone that is really having difficulties and needs to contact, you know, somebody to talk to or, you know, a professional. Yeah, and there's a, a, you told me, I think, the other night, there's a place that somebody can there, go there online. There lines that the American Psychiatric Association has set up. And it's just for people, if you really need somebody to talk to that's a professional, uh, because you're feeling anxiety that's very unusual for you, that you can call. And there are even numbers where you can text, text, uh, and somebody can text you back or if you have a question. But I want to emphasize to everyone, and I, I talked about this with Sherry last night or the other night, it doesn't mean you're crazy or anything. I mean... It wouldn't be normal if you didn't have some anxiety. I mean, we all have it. I mean, I'm sure Steve, Ace, I mean, this is something that we never dealt with before. And so it's a normal thing. And, you know, and I always tell people what you can't control, you can't control. Um, But sometimes, and don't, don't whatever you do, besides for not listening to the TV 24-7, don't be around people that are all negative about it. Uh, but I do think that sometimes just talking to someone who can help you get through it or deal with it, um, because, Hey, listen, in life, it's not only the virus. We've all had situations where we didn't know how are we going to get through this? How am I going to deal with this? And somehow we got through with it and it's all about coping skills. Cause I always tell people life is never a flat line. It's a lot of highs and then it's lows and it's really how you navigate those highs and lows. Mm-hmm. And this is something that no one's really ever seen before. So I saw Bill Gates last night talking about it. He's donating a lot of money to, to get testing and, and things of that nature. And he even said, you know, it's not something that we've seen. So we're doing our best and hopefully we'll be better prepared next time if it happens. And hopefully it won't happen for 100 years. But I'm going to tell you this. If they, ever, if they still have books and they're not all online, okay, your kids or your grandkids are going to read about this era because, um, and how we dealt with it and, 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 you know, how we coped with it because it is stressful. And how do you keep your time? And I think that's one of the things that's important too is, I don't know how you do, Steve, or you, I mean, our offices are closed, but we can't go to the office, so, so it's not even that you can get away to the office. How, how do you keep a schedule, you know, treat, keeping a schedule, keeping yourself busy, trying to keep some semblance of a schedule? And my uh-huh. guess, and I'm just guessing, Sherry, but my yeah. guess is when this is all said and done, 
more people are going to end up working out of their home a lot more than they did. I, I think that is true. Um, I, and I'm also hoping, Dottie, that people are also going to appreciate when this is all said and done, and I mean it's really in the past, the importance of human contact and social interaction. Uh, that's so true. That's so true. Steve, how are the people that you know dealing with it in ACE? I mean, you know, I mean, everyone deals with it differently, but for most part, how are you guys dealing with it? Well, you know, there's there's a lot going on. You know, my wife uh, is a doctor, and she works 24-hour-plus shifts at a time at the hospital. Um, so she's on the thick of it. Um, and also as a firm, the, the thing that's both um, stressful but also amazing about New York is we are the city that doesn't sleep. And, and I know, you know, right now it may look a little drowsy on the street, but the reality is we're <laughs> doing stuff every day. <laughs> and... And you know what? And, and the key, you know, and I have I have some young kids too. And I think the most important thing is every day you have a schedule. You know, I tell the kids every day there, there's there's not a pajama day. You know, everyone's got to make their bed. Everyone's got to think about the day. And at the end of the day, they say, you know what? What did I do today that that made it a special day? And, and that's how I approach it. Oh, I love and, that. And I love that's that. That's a great idea. So yeah, I, that's I do a that great with idea. the kids. And, and then the only thing, and, and I was going to say the last point with clients, it's tough. I mean, you know, I, I feel like uh, we're amateur psychologists over here because, you know, a lot of clients, they're small, you know, they have small businesses and they're coming to you to be the full counselor, you know, save their business, make strategic issues. And, you know, it's a lot of stress. How do they manage their business? What's uncertainty? How they also feel obliged to employees doing the right thing for them, but also maintaining the business. So, there is a lot of stress, and I, I will say this because, you know, it, it's amazing. Um, there's a lot of amazing people we have an opportunity to represent because you're seeing, you may not be able to put that out in the public, but there's a lot of thoughtfulness and, and care, which is terrific. Yeah, I just sent a video. One of my friends who's still in the city sent me a video at 7 o'clock in New York City every single night. Everyone goes to their window and applauds and cheers the frontline workers. And we all here want to say thank you. Thank you for the job you do and thank you for going in every day and taking your own life okay, at risk. We want to thank you and please be safe, be healthy, and wash your hands five times a day at least. All right. We'll be back next week.